This podcast is brought to you by Hostfully. We make property management software and digital guidebooks. To learn more and sign up for our industry newsletter, please visit Hostfully.com. Hey, fellow hosts. If you want to take your hosting business to the next level, then join the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy. Whether you own, rent, or manage properties, we have the resources, the tools, and the community to help you achieve your goals. The Short-Term Rental Profit Academy is ready for any host, any size, and includes a membership portal with over 50 hours of video lessons, a private Facebook group, and weekly live coaching calls, where Eric and I give you direct feedback and help you solve your biggest challenges. We're all about taking action and getting results. So if you're ready to start crushing it, sign up for our program at strprofitacademy.com. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad, episode number 343. Today, I have one of the Short Rental Profit Academy students with me on the show. I'm super excited. His name is Gordon Martin. He's the CEO and founder of People, Places, and Things Vacation Rentals and Experiences out of Newfoundland. And he has been crushing it through the COVID-19 crisis. He's been an inspiration to all of us. And so I'm super excited to have him on the show and learn from how he has done so well during these difficult times. So Gordon, I'm honored to have you on the show. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much. So, uh, Gordon, before we dive into today's topic, uh, do you want to give us an introduction of your Airbnb short-term rental story? How did you get started and how did you get to where you are right now? Yeah, sure. I started in the fall of 2017. It was kind of a desperation Hail Mary that I needed to throw because I was in need of immediate cash. And I had stayed at a couple of Airbnbs before, once down at once in Toronto and once in Mexico. And so I, I knew about it and I thought I could put my cabin up where I am right today, uh, up on Airbnb as a, uh, and I didn't know how it was gonna do. And two hours after it listed, I had my first booking for the next day uh, it was in the middle of August 2017, and uh, wow, I was really excited, and I think I knew I had a business opportunity when mid midway through September, I had a, a booking from Australia for 10 days for the following summer, and that kind of woke me up to the fact that this was a business opportunity. So fast forward three years, and obviously this year is a little different, you know, I'm, I'm moved, you know, but I'm still representing about 15 owners now and i checked my airbnb thing this morning i have 37 listings you know between those 15 owners and we've got a couple of more on the way real soon and it's been just an exciting journey i've had the opportunity to represent a small boutique hotel in downtown st john's which really helped me learn the business 
because I wasn't from, even though I was in sales before for many years in the pharmaceutical industry, and I had been to a lot of places, and I've been to a lot of really exciting places around the world, I had never been on this side of the side. And that business got, gave me a chance to learn about OTAs and property management systems and, and all that kind of stuff. So that was a great learning and I'm still representing them this year, although it's, you know, it's pretty scary for them this year. But we are, uh, hopefully the cities will come back soon. You know, one of the things that Eric Muller, your partner, talked about, and when I first did one of your courses, was about creating a theme for your business, you know, really focusing on a type of property. And you know, I thought for the longest time that that's probably not possible in a place like Newfoundland, which is only 150,000 people, or sorry, 500,000 people. But what's really exciting is that I do have a theme, and it's really rural uh, Newfoundland, rural cabins in the woods, in the on a pond, or on you know houses on the ocean. And so now that's really been helpful this year. So I don't know if that that's a good kind of a good segue to where we are right now. Yeah, absolutely. Because that leads into the pandemic, right? Um, so because that's what you focused on during the crisis, right? It's the log cabins, it's the, the places in the woods. So um, let's go, let's go back to when COVID-19 started, because I know it wasn't a smooth ride at all. It took you a couple of weeks no. to kind of get yourself together and, and really focus on you know, what you thought was going to do well during these, during these times, how to adjust to the new circumstances. Um, so take us back to that moment when, what was it halfway through March when suddenly all the cancellations yeah. came in? What was your initial reaction to that? Well, I think all the way through, when we first really learned about it in February, you know, I was thinking, well, thank goodness we're in the off season. You know, we're in the middle of winter and nobody is coming here and I only have a couple of bookings at my cabin and and I would just I was just praying at that point. So praying was the first thing I was doing, hoping this would all be over by the summer. And then, you know, near the end of uh February I reached out to my guests. I had about 78 reservations on the books by that time. It was a really robust January or February in terms of bookings. And that kept going into early March until everything died on March 14th. The business just basically came, came to a, a screeching halt. So I think there was a lot of uncertainty, you know, so praying, so really there's a bit of fear there. There was a lot of uncertainty. So for the first couple of weeks, I, I don't think I really did anything except for, you know, watch Netflix and sit by my TV and watch a lot of CNN and, and, you know, start to have this kind of feeling of dread or fear, you know, as everybody else around the world was experiencing this catastrophic loss of their business. But then I started to listen into some programming, into some of the stuff that you and Eric were putting out there. And I went to my cabin for a week and I just kind of hung out here for a week. And, you know, I've got a lot of great books here and it's just a, a beautiful environment. And I remember when I came back to my apartment, I was coming in. I remember the sound in my head that said, no, you're like, you're not going back in there to sit down and eat and just watch Netflix. You have a lot of people who are counting on you. At that time, there was 13 owners who were counting on me and I was counting on them 
you know, they're counting on me to figure out what to do with their properties this year. And I'm counting on, you know, and I've got to figure out because, you know, I, I never believed that the government was going to be able to save me from whatever, you know, this government was saving a lot of people, but it wasn't going to be able to save me because of being a micro business owner. So I just remember saying, no, I'm going to get to work. And right at that time, I, you know, which was near the end of March, I hired back two of my VAs. Uh, I have one for social media and one for uh, a girl named Juvie, who I call her my engine. She's my operations manager. You know, we just got to work. We started, I heard, you know, I was listening to a lot of the government reporting and they were talking about staycations. And I think the first time I heard that, I thought, okay, well, that's where we're going to focus. And by this time, I had noticed that I was starting to get bookings into April. Uh, in fact, I ended up getting seven bookings in April for my cabin, uh, which is called the Country Experience, uh, which is where I am right now. And, you know, because it's perfect, it's 40 minutes outside of St. out of the city. You can drive here and still social distance, and then you're completely on your own. And so it really became a refuge. And then in May, you know, so we just got busy. We just got busy re renaming our Airbnb. Anyway, I'm talking more beyond what you're saying, but you want me to keep going here? Yeah, keep going. Okay, great. So we renamed all of our uh, Airbnb uh, listings. I got busy, you know, starting to post on social, uh, on our social media page, you know, just about, you know, what we were up to and about featuring our properties and talking about, so, you know, talking about all the keywords that were, are important, you know, at this time and focusing on places that would be perfect for families and for, you know, remote locations and all the things that, that I had started to learn on the different opportunities or the different seminars and webinars that I was going on. In May, we exploded. You know, we had, I think, 22 reservations. 16 of them were for this cabin, but then a smattering of them were, were for other properties as well. We had a very high, you know, sales month and revenue month as well for me, because most of my properties are under the manage, or the, under the co-hosting model. So I own one property. I own the property that I'm in today. But most of them are I'm co-hosts for the for owners, and you know what's what's also interesting is the landscape of my properties has changed this year because quite a few of my properties are not on the market this year; they're in the long-term rental market, and some of the owners just took them off the market altogether and kept them for themselves for the summer. And so I not only recognized that I needed. I, well, I needed more properties. I, I just wasn't going to be able to make it on the properties I had. So with one of my, uh, one of my owners referred me to another owner who had a cabin who, that used to be a, a rental and, and then her, her partner had passed away and she didn't know if she wanted to do it. So I picked up her property and that one is booking really well. We just had a, a $2,300 booking on that yesterday for 13 days. And I picked up uh, another one of my owners who were in the States, had two properties, and they decided to put the second property up on the market. And then with all of our active social media presence, I got reached out to by a, a very successful uh, owner 
down in a, a location a couple hours from the city and and there's a real game changing opportunity there for me and we're not there yet but it's a real game changing opportunity for me and uh, we'll see how that bears out uh, there's a possibility of i would say um probably seven or eight listings coming out of that particular property and with an owner who knows what he's up to and you know he's a, he's an a, a, an inn owner he owns an inn and a number of vacation rentals as well so and this and I'm going to be managing their Airbnb vacation rental business so that's an opportunity and we'll see how that bears out but I think that was a that was a direct benefit of us being out there and in conversation and online and, and doing you know and sharing positive stories another yeah. thing i'll say is that we got active in the media as well and we we did a couple of stories one on tying the tuberculosis pandemic of the early 1900s uh, of which or not you know kind of mid 1900s which my mother was a, a tuberculosis survivor we got press over that and we tied it to creating space for healthcare workers uh we did a story on um one of the uh a TV, uh, kind of a 5 p.m. TV kind of news story. And then we also got one on a staycation call-in show, and we were able to call in and, and uh, share some good news there and, and certainly was certainly helped my client as well, who I just recently signed. So, yeah. so there's lots of positive stuff happening. Awesome. So that was a that was a lot of information. So I'm gonna try and dissect and uh, and sort okay. of you know get the takeaways. So first of all, I'm gonna start with initially when the crisis started. You know, you were kind of a, almost like a shell shock as you described it, right? Just yeah. kind of frozen, just kind of not knowing what to do. Uh, and then you transitioned out of that and decided just to take action. And you realized that. You know, you can't control your environment, but you can control your actions, right? And that's when suddenly I saw you everywhere on social media, like you mentioned. Like I could not open my Facebook app or I saw Gordon Martin talking about his properties, talking about bookings that were coming in, talk about all sorts of stuff. I just, I just could not. There was not a day where I didn't see something around you or your business on social media. And that was when the ball really started rolling and you were going from success story to success story to success story. And it really, really made me realize when you're active, you're taking action, you're taking control and you're putting yourself out there, you're putting the word out there and you're just doing everything you can. Like you said, like you hired your uh, social media VA, which is something that we talk about a lot in the Short and Rental Profit Academy at STR Legends as well, is the power of having a virtual assistant. But yeah, you, you really took a lot of action and it got noted, right? Not just, you were not just getting bookings, but now suddenly you have people reach out to you saying like, hey, I've got a hotel let's talk about, you know, you managing it. So I think that's one, that's one big takeaway, or maybe that is the biggest takeaway even from your story. But a question that I, that I have for you is, you know, how did you, how did you make that, that sudden transition from watching Netflix to taking action and, and taking back control of your business? Yeah, you know, it's a couple of things I wanted to just, one thing I wanted to reference there or two things. The first of all, I've done a lot of work uh, through an organization called Landmark Worldwide, 
I've been involved in education there for about 18 years now, and I do a lot of assisting around that work as well. And the founder of that work said, the universe doesn't care. Like the universe doesn't care what you want, doesn't care about what you think about, doesn't care about what you intend or what you plan. The only way that it ever responds is through when you take action. So you need to take action and the universe responds. And so that's the first thing I wanted to say. That moment, I think, really came because I changed my environment. You know, I chose to leave my apartment where I had been stuck and get out to a place that really restores me and then dive into some books and reading and, you know, poetry. I write as well. So writing and reading and, you know, and doing some creating you know, and just being in a place, like I said, that restores me, it's peaceful, and I, I want to get outside, really helped my mental state, I think. Uh, so I think that was important, you know, really changing my environment, which is challenging. You know, it was challenging at that time, but I had this place, right? I had this place, you know, everybody was stuck inside, but I had this place where I could come. But it was interesting because I firmly remember walking into that, into my apartment that day and hearing, no, I'm not going back in there to do what I had been doing. I'm going to get into action. And waking up to the reality of that nobody is coming to save you. And I've been there before, but, you know, really recognizing that I I had to take action. You know, there was like nobody was going to be knocking on my door saying, oh, here's all the money you need for this year. I, I needed to do that. And, and the reality is that, that our conversation now is a little bit further along than we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. June was not as good as May. Uh, the same number of bookings, but the income was, the revenue was low. The sales were lower and the income was lower. And that had me reset again. So I've been doing that as well. But anyway, I think that kind of gets you to where, what you asked me. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, everybody. It's Margot Schmorak. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Hostfully. We are so happy to be sponsoring this podcast with Jasper in hopes that it helps you during this challenging time. Hostfully helps 17,000 property managers around the world with property management software and digital guidebooks. And even in the midst of these hard times, we're seeing our customers get creative. I thought you might like to hear a few stories from them. One of our customers who's based outside of New York City is changing their rental model and shifting to long-term stays. And despite many cancellations, she was able to get a two-month booking in one of her rentals. Another customer took advantage of this time to do some poignant email marketing, emphasizing that they thoroughly clean the rental after every guest and also implementing a 48-hour waiting period to protect future guests from any potential harm. To hear more stories like these and prepare yourself for this very low, but hopefully very short season, please go to hostfully.com and sign up for our newsletter. We're excited to hear from you. Be well. You mentioned Landmark. So Landmark is a personal growth program. I've personally not done any Landmark courses. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm familiar with their content though. Uh, I know a lot of people have done it and they always highly recommend it to me. So if anybody anybody out there listening, uh, if you're looking for some personal growth, check out Landmark. 
but uh, I've done a lot of Tony Robbins stuff and it's, uh, I think it's somewhat similar, but yeah, again, like I think the takeaways are, first of all, you realize that, you know, you took responsibility, right? Um, which, is, which is a big thing. And then the second thing is, is how do you get unstuck, right? Because we all feel stuck sometimes, right? Especially, mm-hmm. especially when there's a crisis going on. It's kind of difficult to keep your motivation up, to keep your inspiration up. And it's easy to sort of be pushed into a little corner and just kind of freeze up and not know what to do. So you mentioned one thing that I think is really important is change your environment, right? Tony Robbins always talks about changing your state. So, you know, even like little things like putting on music or listening to something mm-hmm. inspirational. Right? I, have a, I have a go-to myself. Uh, it's called the, the Daily Stoic uh, by Ryan Holiday, who wrote a, a really number of really good books. Uh, the Obstacle is Away, Ego is the Enemy, really good books. And that's why I go for, if, if I just need a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of motivation, The Daily Stoic is a book that has 365 meditations from the old Greek and Roman philosophers. And just uh-huh. listening to that wisdom just immediately kind of fires me back up. You know what I mean? Where if I feel like just sitting on the couch and watching Netflix all day, I just listen to that and I'm like, okay, yes, take action. That's what's one thing. I ask a different question. What's one thing that I can do right now that will help me move forward, right? So, you know, I think in those crisis moments, it's extremely important. And I think that's something that, you know, a crisis always teaches you something. And that was actually going to be my next question for you. Like, what have you learned from this crisis? Yeah, and I think the other thing I wanted to just kind of put in there, I'm also in recovery, you know, from addiction and getting involved into and being active in the recovery community this spring has been very important as well because again i think you 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 said it you said it best there you know you can when we get stuck in monologue that noise in our head that constantly is spinning uh, often it's not saying very nice things to us you know that's really where we get stuck when we can move out here where you and i are right now in dialogue listening and sharing then a lot of that ice jam kind of gets freed up, you know. Uh, I know you don't have a lot of ice jams in San Diego, <laughs> but here we get them. That's how you get when you get stuck in yourself. You know, as you said, you can change your state, but also get into dialogue to share what's going on with you, to share where you're stuck, to sh- you know, which is also the real value of, you know, of the Facebook group that we're involved in. You know, we get a chance to share ourselves you know, we get to jump on a, a webinar, we get to share, um, you know, a challenge or whatever at that point. So I'm on a tangent and I'm kind of need to go back to your question. Again. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're essentially saying you're, you're referencing the importance of community, right? Don't try yeah. and do this by yourself, get involved in the community. Right. And my question was, you know, what have you learned from okay, this got experience? It. Yeah. Well, I think that's the one, that's really one of the big, most important things, you know, the importance of community. We have a girl here in Newfoundland who started a staycation Facebook page. She wasn't a tour operator. She wasn't in the tourism business. She was just a person who was interested in traveling. I think that Facebook page has now 15,000 members in it and has really been a phenomenal aspect to our to recovery within this province so community is important making sure that we're you know that we have good supports 
you know, understanding your business. Uh, as I said, in June, I had to shift away from how much money I was spending on my VAs. I had to dial it back a little bit because the sales were, the revenue wasn't there to sustain that. And I was just basically working to pay them. That's not what we need to do. And I think also just really making sure you're getting good information, you know, staying close to the credible sources of information and how to, um, how to do that you know how, how do we actually do this pandemic how, how do we actually do it in a safe manner for our cleaners and for our guests and for our you know, my owners as well and there was one more that i that i really had there as well it's just kind of escaping right me right at this moment but maybe maybe it'll think i'll think of it again in, in a second so but sure. that you know it's certainly those are some of the key things the community aspect in fact interestingly enough the fellow Airbnb or Profit Club members reached out to me last night and asked me about VAs and asked me about social media and, and the fact that, you know, he, he's, a, he's down in, the, I think it's Jose Rodriguez down in, um, down in Puerto Rico and has mainly been on Airbnb only and he wants to grow his business beyond Airbnb and knowing he can't do it by himself. You, you know, you can't do this by yourself. Or and if you are doing it by yourself, you're you're shortchanging yourself, and you're also shortchanging your the opportunity that that is here, you know. And really, kind of learning from that, learning as much as we we can through the, this crisis is important as well. And then I think a, a lot of people, and then just really being, you know, one of the things that we also talk about is being able to look into the situation, and from looking into the situation seeing what there is to do, accepting the, accepting the situation, right? We have to accept what's happening right now. Most of our suffering comes from not accepting it, not accepting that there's a crisis, not accepting that there's something going on, not accepting that the city is all of a sudden, nobody wants to go to a city anymore, or it seems, and accepting that. And then looking into that situation and saying, well, what is there to do now? How can we respond now rather than looking into ourselves, thinking, oh, my God, this is over. I'm never going to be able to you know, recover. What is there to do now? And certainly people from I wanted to give shout outs, you know, to Alan in, in, in Poland for how he responded. Czechoslovakia or Poland. I'm not sure exactly one of those two places that he's at, but how he responded. And Mark Simpson also has been a was has been important to me. I've been able to shift more of my business direct and still trying to understand the value of that but i'm still you know it's still uh, important to be building that direct business as well and so it, it's uh, you know both of those are have been you know a, a number of people within our community have been important mentors and also uh, uh, inspirations for me as well yeah for sure for sure. Uh, so your shout outs were to Ellen Cuevas, I think is his name. Uh, and I yes, think he's out of Budapest. Budapest. Yeah, yeah huh? that's right. He's a, yeah, yeah. Here's yeah, that's, Budapest. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's in Hungary. I've watched some of his, he posts some videos every now and then on this. I watched one on his Facebook, was, uh, was definitely really good. And uh, my good buddy, Mr. Mark Simpson, of course, from the Boost League podcast. He's one of, uh, also in our community, one of our really, uh, appreciated the uh, members of, of our community. So, uh, so definitely, yeah. Um, 
inspiration, just it's exactly what you said, right? Information is, is available in a lot of places. You mentioned that it's important to figure out what is the credible information, what is the information that you want to really absorb. Uh, but then also, it's important to just get inspiration from people, right? Um, and mm-hmm. that's, you know, when you're, when you're by yourself and you're not part of a community, then it's hard to find that inspiration sometimes. And just by watching a video or watching, you know, even like having, uh, reading some posts in their, in their Facebook group, as long as it's like positive and empowering, you know, can really like kind of kickstart uh, something inside of you, right? That will lead to, uh, to better actions and better results. So yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all that. All right, man. Well, we could talk about hours uh, on this subject. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure, yeah, um, but sure. we need to we need to wrap this up. So, do you have any okay. final thoughts? Final thoughts? Anything else you wanted to share with the listeners before we wrap this up? Yeah, you know, I think the thing I would say is that it's been a challenging time, and not everybody has has been able to avoid the catastrophe that it has been. And but much like Jose, who I was talking to last night despite the, you know, catastrophic failure of this, of this winter, you know, he's looking at changing and responding, you know, so, and and I think that the opportunity is really just to to really look into what the situation is and take action and take action in however you can choose to do that one step at a time and just lean on community as much as possible. If you've got to, you know, I appreciate what you're saying about being, positive and and empowering and at some times we need to just let it all go you know let all the the stuff that's really having us stuck go so you need to have people like that in your life who you can share that stuff with who can really listen to you so once that stuff is out of the way uh, then you can start to realize who you really are and why you got into this business in the first place and uh, you know certainly for me it's not just about you know, for me, it's more than doing an awesome job. You know, it's really about creating uh, freedom uh, and serve and and serving people, and that's why I'm in this business. You know, cre- freedom for myself, but also serving other people. And um, our motto in our company, myself and my fiance, uh, uh, who lives in Spain, like you, you know, is fast freedom, uh, action, service, and team. And that has really, and that's come out of this pandemic as well, that we created that. So having a a really a a why for what you're up to, I think is really an important thing to leave us with today. Because otherwise, if you don't have your why, you're going to be stuck in, you know, why am I doing all this work? So Awesome way to end this episode. Your model is fast. Can you repeat it one more time? What was it? Freedom. Freedom. Freedom, action, service team freedom action service team love that fast awesome all right gordon well thank you so much for joining it was a pleasure to have you on the show and i'm excited to see uh where you're gonna take this uh your business in in the next couple months i'm sure we'll be uh, we'll be talking more often in the shorter rental profit academy so um so yeah thank you for being a member of that and uh look forward to uh, speaking soon okay great thank you very much jasper appreciate this today awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for the listeners, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And of course, next week we'll be back with another one. So hope to see you then. Take care. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. 
get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Hey, fellow hosts, if you want to take your hosting business to the next level, then join the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy. Whether you own, rent, or manage properties, we have the resources, the tools, and the community to help you achieve your goals. The Short-Term Rental Profit Academy is ready for any host, any size, and includes a membership portal with over 50 hours of video lessons, a private Facebook group, and weekly live coaching calls, where Eric and I give you direct feedback and help you solve your biggest challenges. We're all about taking action and getting results. So if you're ready to start crushing it, sign up for our program at strprofitacademy.com.